What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. You already know it's the Imperfect Man Podcast. What, what? And uh, yeah, I just wanted to holler at you guys again today. Just trying to stay up with the consistency. I'm with my son. He's in the room kicking it with me. You already know I go. So if you hear some toys in the background, some baby noises, daddy duties is always on deck. Um, but you know how it goes, guys. Let's hop into some quick prayer real quick. And let's get this thing rolling. Lord, Father, God, thank you for bringing us here this morning. Thank you, God, for bringing us here at whatever time of day it is, wherever we're listening. And I pray, Father, God, that you would just protect us, whether we're in your car, whether we're in our car, Father, God, whether we're walking, whether we're talking, running, jumping, no matter what we're doing, I pray, Father, God, that you would just surround us with your peace right now. I pray that you would be our mighty God, Father, God, and uphold us from your uphold us with your righteous right hand from the, the depths of darkness and i pray father god that you just allow us to always see light and allow us to always carry light through dark times and through hard times and i pray god that you would just be with us watch over us protect us keep us safe keep us strong keep us faithful to you father god i pray that you would just lead this podcast lead everything moving forward and help us god to just surrender ourselves to you surrender ourselves to your word and open up our hearts to listen and to take in father god to be able to receive not only from your Holy Spirit, Father God, but for what you have planned for our life. We just love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. What's cracking, everybody? How's everybody doing? Um, Yeah, like I said, I'm with Wavu right now. So if you guys hear any any background noises, you guys already know it's my my boy. And uh, he's over here blowing kisses right now. So he's excited to be here as well. You feel me? Um, How many of you guys been to Panera? I ain't never been to Panera. Well, actually, I, I've been to Panera, but it was like a long time ago. And I really don't remember what I got from Panera. I just know Panera is kind of expensive. <laughs> but um, my lady, my lady works at the mall. So everybody has like this little subscription thing going on. You feel me? I guess everybody's like, yo, come pay this monthly and you can get free drinks and this and that, you know. Because we even pulled up to Circle K and it was like five ninety nine a month for like unlimited Circle K drinks, and then I think it was something else too. I'm not sure, but she got a free month of Panera, um, like free drinks, and she works there. You feel me? And that's like ten ninety nine a month. But you get like coffee, you get the supercharged drinks, you get lemonades, and I think I think that's it. Or there's other stuff. I don't really know, but she's been bringing me home the supercharged lemonades, and it has it's like lemonade with caffeine, and it's. It's like an energy drink, kind of, but that stuff is gas, yo. Like, it's so good. She brought me home. So my favorite was is the strawberry lemonade, but I wanted to try the other ones. She brought me home mango last night, and mango's pretty gas. I got to try the cran apple one, and then I think that's it. I think they just have three. I'm not really sure, but yeah, they're pretty, they're gas. So low-key, if you see a discount on some Panera or whatever. I really don't know how much it costs. I just know she got the free she got that free month like a couple days ago. And I was like clutch. That's like clutch up cuz she likes drinking coffee at work, you know, but we're trying to save money for the car and everything. So she's like not really getting coffee, but she got she got that free month of Panera. So now she getting the Panera coffee, getting the lemonade, and she can get a new drink every 2 hours or take her cup and get a free refill. So that's it's clutch. Low key it's it's mad clutch. So um but yeah man it's it's pretty cool like I don't know I dig it I, I like it you know what I'm saying it's um it's pretty gas I like it 
I told her I was like, Loki, if you if you still like the coffee and all that, we should keep getting it. Like we should pay the ten ninety nine, you know, because you could try it and then just cancel. You feel me? But I don't know. I think it's gas. And me, I don't really drink soda. You feel me? Like I like soda, but I try not to have it in my house because I know when I drink soda, I drink too much of it, and I know your boy be getting like some extra pounds from it. So that's why I'm trying to drift away from the soda. At least the lemonade has a little bit less sugar, you know what I'm saying? Because you drink a can of soda, it's like 5,000 milligrams of sugar. And you read the, you read the, what is that called? The ingredients. You read the ingredients. First thing you see is high fructose corn syrup. You're like, dang, I'm putting all this in my body. You're like, well, here it goes, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's what I do. I like soda, man. Soda's good. Um, But anyway... That's besides the point. Uh, um, yeah, so I don't know what we're really finna talk about today, but I know it's gonna be good. Um, cause the Lord is gonna lead the way, amen. Um, but I was reading Proverbs. So the last episode we were talking about wisdom, or a couple episodes before we were talking about wisdom, right? And how we can gain wisdom, and how wisdom um, will impact not only decision making. But it will impact like how we trust God, how we can get through the struggles in life. You feel me? So we gain wisdom, right? How do we gain wisdom? Well, we said like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And then with the fear of the Lord comes knowledge and understanding. I believe that was a Bible verse we read or a Bible verse maybe that I've read and I didn't share or I did share. I don't really know. But we also know that one of the main important things to have in life is wisdom. And um, we were reading about Solomon. And that was King David's son. He was like, God was like, yo, I'll give you whatever you want. And he didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for, you know, chains. He didn't ask for, he didn't ask for the new beamer that was on the block. He asked for wisdom. He said, give me wisdom, Lord. He said, give me the, the ability to defer right from wrong. Give me a discerning heart. And God was like, bet. Because you asked for wisdom and you didn't ask for riches and gold. He's like, because you asked for those things, I'm going to honor you and give you riches. I'm going to give you riches and honor because you asked for wisdom. You see what I'm saying? So he knew because he was a young man, a young boy, young bull, he didn't have everything figured out yet. But he knew that he had a responsibility to run his kingdom the way that his father. Imagine, you know what I'm saying? It's like MJ's your dad. And, you know, you're kind of good at basketball, but you got to become great. Or like LeBron's your dad, and you got to be like LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it is for him. He's, he had this superstar dad. And Solomon's like, yo, you told my dad that you were going to be like his son was going to be his successor on the throne. And I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to need some wisdom if I'm going to do that. You see what I'm saying? And that's what we forget. It's like... Yo, we want to be successful and we want to make the people around us proud. We want to be excited and and um, spontaneous or we want to do different things that people aren't doing, right? To make us like stand out a little bit. But if we do all those things and don't have wisdom, if we do all those things and don't have the knowledge of God, then we're never going to pull in the right people. We're just going to pull in people who are either going to bring us down or they're going to be our yes men. You see what I'm saying? It's going to be like all hype, all hype and no... um. No faith. You see what I'm saying? 
It's like you want to preach. If you tell somebody about God, it's not really, you know, preaching or ministering or even just telling people about God. You want to have wisdom and you want to show them through like, you want to just show them through the truth that's within you, the truth and the wisdom that lies within you. You don't want to pull it from different sources or different tactics or like, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to put on a comedy special that's, you know what I'm saying? You're at like a, po a poem, like a poem reading. You feel me? If that makes any sense. We want wisdom because when we gain wisdom, we have all this understanding of what God wants for our lives and what God wants us to do to honor him. And once we gain that wisdom, then when we have that wisdom to, you know, preach to somebody and they ask us something, God will give us the right answer. Or we already have read the answer in scripture. So it's like, this is the step after moving past, like, studying. You feel me? Like, our wisdom, we're not supposed to just hold it to ourselves. And I feel like, like, that's how it can be, too, like, in a workplace. Like, I remember, like, my pops, he's really good at what he does. And um, there was this guy who came in, and they thought they wanted to train the new guy everything that my pops was doing, right? My pops, he wasn't tripping about it. But then you kind of see from the outside perspective, and you're like, hmm, maybe they're trying to train that guy to get rid of my pops. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're always worried about sharing too much because then we'll think that we're not. Then whoever we're talking to or whoever we're giving the word to isn't going to, you know, isn't going to need us anymore. But it's not about us needing each other as much as it is about us needing Christ. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. We need community. We need, you know, the church. We need preachers. We need teachers. We need Sunday school teachers. We need friends. We need all these things. But how could we withhold information or withhold wisdom for Christ, withhold knowledge for Christ, withhold that knowledge that we've gained from Christ to just keep it upon ourselves? You see what I'm saying? That's why the Bible tells us to love our neighbor. It's not also like telling us that, like, yeah, we got to love our neighbor because we don't want any harm to happen to them or anything bad to happen to them. Yeah, that's true. But we want to love our neighbor in a way that shares the wisdom that we've gained through experience. Share the wisdom that we have through understanding in scripture. Share the wisdom that we that we've got blessed by by God. Because you don't know. You could you could read scripture, read scripture, read scripture, not understand, and somebody shares some wisdom with you that it just everything turns on, right? But then how could we not do that for somebody else? You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like sometimes we forget that we're gonna like we become complacent, if that's the right word. We wanna forget that the calling that we have on our life isn't just a calling for like self-righteousness you see what i'm saying we're not supposed to have this calling that just glorifies us and what we do and the close relationship that we have with the lord but it's to bring those around us closer to the lord to give the understanding that we've gained over time and help people who are in the same circumstances that we were trying to gain that understanding, trying to fix the problem that we had in our life. You feel me? That's why wisdom is, is it's important. It's not just to be smart, but it's to gain knowledge, to gain understanding. That's why it says, the Bible says, um, the fear of the Lord is the start of wisdom. And with knowledge and understanding, that's what the Lord will bring, right? And I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But um, that is literally like, yo, once you submit to God, you gain wisdom. But 
you can gain wisdom and not understand it. You could read and like go through things and you can see why you're going through them, but you're not going to see why you understand them. That's why when we gain wisdom, the Lord will bring understanding. We're gaining that wisdom to understand that God wants us to help those around us. God wants us to help our neighbor, help those in our community, give to the poor, give to the needy, preach the gospel. That's why he wants us those things. From every nation and every tongue, every knee shall bow and confess. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is king, right? And that's what we forget is like, that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal isn't to just build ourselves up, but the ultimate goal is to build each other up. You see what I'm saying? And it's not about like, like I've done this before. I've done where like somebody has told me something and I'm like, dang, they're, they're kind of a sinner. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like making myself self-righteous, making me like feel holier than them. And um, it's like, like, whoa, okay. I shouldn't be like that because I'm worse. And look, that was before you feel me. Like that was before my new like relationship with God and, I went through a bunch of crap after I did all that. And it's like, man, you reap what you sow. You see what I'm saying? Like I probably became worse than somebody that I've judged or somebody that I've talked to or somebody that, you know, I kept like my like um, like secret thoughts about like like just thinking bad things about other people. You know what I'm saying? Or wishing bad things or stuff like that. And it's like you don't realize that you're going to go through those things. Everything you reap, you will sow. And you may not see it in the time frame, and it may not come for weeks, years, months. It could come right before you're going to die, or a couple weeks before you die. Or it could come in your children. It could come in your friends. Like all those things, you reap what you sow. You see what I'm saying? And God will put us through those things to have us understand what those like what it's like to go through things like that. I used to judge somebody in my family and be like, I'll never be like them. I'll never do that. And I literally did the things that they did when I got older. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, I shouldn't have been condemning them. I shouldn't have been doing those things, but I should have just, I should have had like sorrow and patience and love for them during their times of struggle, during their times of need. You see what I'm saying? Because when God's also saying to give to the needy and give to the poor, he's not just saying give to the homeless, but he's also saying give to those who are hurting. Give to those who are in need of Christ. Give to those who are in need of the Spirit. Give to those who are are stuck and trying to figure out a way to figure out life. You see what I'm saying? Because we're all that's all we're trying to do is figure out life together. You don't come to God. Because you think you got it all figured out. You come to God because you're a mess and you want to not be a mess a little bit more every day. And that's what God does is he makes us a little bit more and more less of a mess. And he does that because he shows us that, yo, you can try to handle life on your own, but you're always going to feel empty. You could be poor, but if you love God, you'll have all the riches in heaven. So I read this story in the New Testament and... um I like it because it's kind of crazy how we don't realize like what riches here on earth don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like we think they matter. And in a sense, the only reason that money matters here on earth is because we need to get by. But either way, the Lord will provide. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter if it feels like we have no money or if it feels like we're not rich enough. Because that's why the Lord says a rich man, it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than for it is for a camel to see the eye, like go through the eye of the needle. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, 
it's just crazy because like okay so right here so luke 16 verse 19 through 31 he says there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day at his gate was laid a, a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is conformed here and you are in agony. And besides all this between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, then I beg you, father, send Lazarus to my family for I have five brothers, let, let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets, let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, If someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. So he's saying like, like this, this rich man dressed in purple. That was like, that's like our nowadays. That's like dressing in the Louis V. You know what I'm saying? Like, this man was walking around and Louis V had the nicest cars, everything. And this guy sat sat out of his gate, a beggar. He said he was covered in sores, and even, um, even the dogs showed mercy on him. You know what I'm saying? Even the dogs wanted him to feel loved and cared for. That's why they came and licked his sores. But Lazarus, or but this rich man, he seen him. He walked by him. Didn't do anything. Didn't give him anything. No food. No shelter. No help. Nothing. Right. It says when they die, he he went up with Abraham, and they're looking down at this guy, or this guy's looking up at them. He's like, "Yo, can you tell Lazarus to dip his finger in water just so it could cool my tongue for like a millisecond?" Because this guy was burning in hell. He was getting tormented in hell. He's literally saying he's in Hades and and he's in torment. Right. And that's the place of gnashing the teeth. That's the place where the, the hot only gets hotter. It's the place where the, the the scarring only gets worse. You know what I'm saying? The cuts and the bruises. Whatever we go through in hell only gets worse. Well, anyway, he's literally looking up and he's telling Abraham, like, yo, please help me. Send my send my uh send Lazarus to, to save my family. And he's like, Listen, if they can't listen to the good book, if they can't listen to what's in the word of God and what people have talked to them about and said that to them. He's like, they don't need, like, they're not going to listen to him. They're not going to listen to Lazarus. And he says that. So there's two things to pull from that. There's two things to pull. One is no matter how rich we are, it puts the sense of greed. And it's like withholding the wisdom. You see what I'm saying? Like, if we're, ri if we're rich in wisdom and we don't share that and we see people who need wisdom, but we don't give them the full truth or we give them what they, we think they need to hear and we withhold and reserve certain things to keep for ourselves just to uphold our righteousness we're going to be just like the rich man the rich man is not only a representation of what money can do but it's also a representation of what gaining god's knowledge his understanding his power it's it's not only just rich in wealth but it's rich in knowledge it's rich in understanding if we don't share all those riches that we carry within ourselves then how are we going to be this how are we any different than the man 
who rejected Lazarus? How are we any different than not giving to the poor? How are we any, how are we, all those people that we judge who are like, yo, they have so much money, they don't do this. They have so much money, they don't do that. Man, that doctor could have helped them, but he didn't. Or man, this and that, this and that. Yo, just like they can do all those things, we can do all those things in a way. Because we know the ultimate healer. We have spare change that we can give or dollars we can give. We could sacrifice a coffee or a couple bucks or anything, you know what I'm saying, to give. We can try to, you know, share the word of God with somebody, even if they don't want to, even if they reject you. It says, for all Christians who are dedicated Christians, all those people who love God will be persecuted, martyred, flogged. All those things will happen to us in our own forms. You know what I'm saying? They don't flock people anymore, so obviously that's not going to happen to us. But all these different things will happen to us in a, in our own context, in our own world today. You see what I'm saying? So if we're carrying all this richness in knowledge, all this richness in understanding, all this richness in wisdom, or all this richness in love, or all these richness in how to get in, get out of certain situations, or you know, if somebody's asking you how to pray, or somebody's asking you how to do those things, you don't share those things with them. You're no different than the man who rejects Lazarus. We don't realize that there's more to the rich men in the Bible than there is to just wealth. Because it's not just about the wealth, but it's about the richness and the glory of God. Because we can carry ourselves, and that's where uh, that's where self-righteousness comes in, which is completely, that's like turning yourself into an idol. You know what I'm saying? And the first commandment is, have no other God before me. But if you're acting self-righteous, that's like saying that, you're above the law. You're above the gospel. You're above Jesus. You're above God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the richness that the Bible talks about is not only wealth, but it talks about the richness of everything that we can carry to help somebody else. It's not just the richness of money, but it's just the richness of knowledge. It's literally that. God blesses us with knowledge and understanding to pass that on to others. To show them that there is a way and the way is God. So when we don't share our full information with somebody, it could cause them to drift away. Don't worry about somebody else taking your taking your place because God's will will always be done no matter what. We don't follow our will. We follow God's will. You see what I'm saying? Nobody will. Everybody's so worried about losing their spot, losing their spot. But we're all one body. We're all one person. We're all one spot. You see what I'm saying? We should never want to not give somebody our full information and bless them with everything that we know how to get through a certain situation because we're scared that they're going to be better than us. You should want somebody to be better than you. You should want somebody to gain more knowledge than you. You should want somebody to be more um, like skillful in things that you're not skillful in. You should, like, you should want that. It says, bless your enemies. If it's telling us to bless our enemies, don't don't you think we should just bless those who are around us too? You know what I'm saying? We should love everybody. It says love your neighbor. You see what I'm saying? So that's that's the that's one of the things from that Bible verse. And there's also a second thing. The second thing from that Bible verse is to show us how real how real death is. You see what I'm saying? Like whether you're the poor man or you're the rich man, one of you're going either place. You see what I'm saying? There's, there's literally, like he literally can see the sky and there's, they can see him and they have sorrow and sadness for them, but they can't do nothing. And he tells them, yo, can you send Lazarus to my family so that they will believe? And he's like, if they can't follow God's word, if they can't follow the law of Moses, what makes you think they're going to believe this guy? That's us. Something was super, something radical will happen in our lives. And we'll think, man, that was a crazy superstition or man, that was a, 
That was a crazy coincidence. God's will has no coincidence, my friend. If you truly believe in God and you truly believe in the scriptures, if you truly believe that Christ died for our sins, then you'll realize that there is no coincidence, but it's all according to God's will. It's all according to the will of God. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's what's so great about the word of God is it's the word of God. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's no wordplay there. There's no like this and that. It's it's literally like, like, yo, my will is going to be done no matter what. I created everything and I, I'm, I'm the director of this show. So whatever I say is going to go. And if you reject, if you reject that, then you're not going to be in the show. You're not going to be a part of the team. And it's just going to cast you away. And I'll always want you to be on my team. I'll always try to come bring you back. But you're choosing to not be on the team. You're choosing to go, you know, do whatever. You're choosing to go hang out wherever when you should be hanging out over here with us on the set. You see what I'm saying? Because we're all part of the team. We're all one body. We're all on the show. We're all main characters. So none of us should envy each other. None of us should want to be in each other's spot. None of us should want to fight for this or that part or this part or this person or this person. You know what I'm saying? But that's what we forget is the truth relies in the scripture. The truth relies in the gospel. The truth relies in this great book. And it, and, it, and in order for us to have understanding of this great book, in order for us to gain wisdom in situations, in order for us to you know gain understanding of this book, we have to cry out to God. We have to fear God, fully submit ourselves to the Lord and have that fear of God where it lives within us and it dwells within us that it's more than just, I don't want to go to hell, but it's more, it's more than that. It's more like, I love God so much and I want to appreciate everything that he he did for me by sending his son dying as the living God in flesh for me and my sins leaving back the Holy Spirit for us to to gain and for us to have and I want to show all three of the 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 heads that yo I love you guys so much that it's more than me just going to hell it's more than me just wanting to be forgiven for my sins it's all those things but I want to be intimate with you. I want a relationship with you. I want to share this gospel that saved my life because you saved my life. You see what I'm saying? Because that's what it is. When you get your life saved, it starts turning less into a scare and more into like a joy. Like, yo, I kind of want to die. I kind of want to see what God has for me in heaven. I kind of want to enjoy those things. You know what I'm saying? It's not suicidal, but it's just looking forward to. It's enjoying your life on earth, but realizing that your life only begins in heaven. You see what I'm saying? There's no pain in heaven. There's no sadness and sorrow in heaven. There's no, you know, disappointments in heaven. There's no madness in heaven. It's just beautiful. It's just walking in those beautiful gates and an uncontrollable environment that we have no idea what it's going to look like, feel like, what we're going to look like, look like, or look what we're going to see. And it's just so exciting. And it's just something beautiful. And uh, I was listening, my, my pops and my mom came over yesterday and they, uh, my pops had shown me the sermon of um, this, this uh, preacher, his wife had died and his son was speaking. And his, um, it's Tony Evans, that's his name. And um, he literally was going through the sermon and he was he was saying that he was praying and he was praying and he was asking God, he's like, God, why did you take my mom? Why did you not answer my prayers? And then he said that God was telling him, but I did answer your prayers. I did. You asked her to be healed and she was either going to be healed or she was going to be healed. You asked her to be with family and she was going to be with family or she was going to be with family. You see what I'm saying? Like those things in life, we, we forget that this life that we live 
is not just the only life that we have. You see what I'm saying? There is another life that is waiting for us and is full of riches and glory and peace and honor and love and and just free from hostility, free from anger, free from envy, free from jealousness. And we get to worship the almighty God and bless. We get to sit at the feast that he has. And he remembers every single person that's at that table. He knows every single person who's at his wedding banquet. You see what I'm saying? That parable of the wedding banquet. This guy invites a bunch of people. Nobody shows up. He says, pull everybody from the streets and fill up my seats. He's not only he's not only giving us the word of God for for the rich, for the poor, for the middle class, for the upper class, for the lower class. He's giving it to everybody. He's inviting everybody to his wedding banquet. He's inviting everybody to understand the gospel. He's inviting everybody to come and get fed. He's inviting everybody to sit at that table and rejoice and listen to beautiful music and eat and, and hang out and grub and ask him questions or, or talk to Apostle Paul or talk to Peter or talk to, you know, your, your dead sibling or your dead father or your dead mother that's rejoicing in heaven why because either way why because either way we gain life or we gain life you see what i'm saying because death already died we gain life or we gain life we're healed or we're healed we're home or we're home you see what i'm saying we're with our family or we're with our family and that's what it's about that's what we forget is why would we want to have all these riches of not only wealth, but of knowledge or of, of skill or of schooling or of scholarliness, right? Why would we want all those things and not be able to share those things? We have our trades, but our trade and our main trade and the only trade that matters that we should be sharing and teaching is the word of God. You see what I'm saying? Don't worry about somebody else taking your spot because there nobody can take your spot because we're all one body. We're all one person. We're all under the blood of Jesus. And if you listen to Jesus's call, you listen to Jesus's answers, then you'll realize what your call is, what your understanding is. You'll realize what beautiful life is. You see what I'm saying? You'll realize that family, you're with family or you're with family. You'll realize that you're with God or you're with God. You see what I'm saying? You'll realize that you're cured or you're cured. You'll realize that you're happy or you're happy. So don't worry, my friend. Don't stress. It's okay. Don't don't withhold knowledge and wisdom, but share it, spread it, and make it like a wildfire. The, the, the Bible tells us to keep our fans lit, to keep that fire going. Never turn that light off. Remember, where the house is on the hill and everybody can see the light. Why would we not want to light up all those houses? We don't want to sit in self-righteousness and be the only house on the hill that's lit up. Like, yo, if everybody wants to learn, they can only come here. You see what I'm saying? We don't see that. It's just like preachers. They go out and they preach at different churches. Why? Because they don't want to just be like, yo, you can. if you want to hear me, you could just come to my church. You see what I'm saying? However you feel about church or preachers, no matter what, in order for you to have the understanding of, you know, what that means to go to different places, it's not only showing that they want to share the gospel and that they love the church, that they love people, that they love community, and that they love God most importantly, is because they want to go out and talk to different people. They want to go out and spread God's word. You see what I'm saying? We got to not remember that we can't keep all that knowledge and all that self-righteousness for ourselves because that's not what God has called us to do. He's called us to love our neighbor. He has called us to, to worship him in the almightiest of ways. He has called us to serve him faithfully so that one day 
When our time has come, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You may enter the kingdom of heaven. You see what I'm saying? That's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is not to live in riches here and to be swimming in money bags here and to walk around with six chains and a, and a Tesla and a fat house. It's not for all that. But what it's for is for the word of God to be spread like a wildfire. It's for, it's for God to fill us up with the Holy Spirit so that he gives us the opportunity to plant that seed and for him to grow it, to water it, to nourish it, to put the sun on it, to do all those things to allow it to build up into something even more beautiful. So that why he saves another soul. That why he brings another soul close to God. Don't be afraid to chase after wisdom because what we forget is when we go based off our own wisdom, we end up like Adam and Eve and we get kicked out of the garden. When we listen to the serpent and we listen to that snake slithering in the in the garden, we're, hey, bite that apple of tree and bite that apple of knowledge and good and evil. Bite it. Eat it. Eat it. No, don't eat it. Go off God's understanding, not your own. Go off God's wisdom, not your own. Go off God's knowledge, not your own. You see what I'm saying? Because that's when we start to mess up. That's when we start to sin. That's when we start to fall. That's when we start to not do things that he has called us to do. You see what I'm saying? He has called us to live righteously. He has called us to live holy. Holy. He has called us to live faithfully and abundantly towards him. And not to fall away from his grace. Not to fall away from his mercy. But to be upheld by his righteous right hand. You see what I'm saying? We just got to remember that God has brought us here for a bigger purpose and better purpose than what we have for our life. And um, I'll tell you what, it's been a long time since I've actually stayed dedicated to what that meant in my life. And um, I feel like I find more dedication for Christ by doing this podcast every day. I find more dedication for Christ by worshiping him in a way that I've never done before. I find more worship for Christ that I'm not only just hearing, but I'm listening. And I'm not the wisest person. I'm not the smartest theologian. I'm not, you know, a, the- a theological master. I'm not a seminary graduate. I'm not a Bible college that graduate. I didn't. I went to college for 30 seconds and I dropped out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not anybody who is just, who knows everything. But I love God. I have a relationship with God. I'm in love with God. And I want to spread God's word through this podcast, through my posts, through my, you know, deeds, through my walk, through my actions, through my looks, through my thoughts, through my heart. And that's what it's about for me. Is I finally stopped running. You guys know that I ran from the Lord for so long. And I told you guys, I'm just tired of running. I'm tired of what it feels like to be exhausted. I'm tired of not knowing what's the truth. I'm tired of not feeling empty. I'm tired of smoking the rest of the joint and not being and not being able to get high anymore or smoking the rest of the joint and still feeling like I need to smoke another one or smoking the joint and now I'm mixing alcohol with it cuz I don't I need something I'm trying to mix up my potions you know what I mean but that's not what it's about it's not about mixing up a potion 
It's not about getting sedated. That way you don't have to deal with the subduction of life. But in order to deal with the subduction of life, you got to have the true life. You have to have the meaning of life. You have to feel God's presence in life. And the only way that that happens is when you fully commit yourself to him. We're just sitting here trying to mix up potions for ourselves. We're sitting here trying to figure out how we can get into heaven. We're sitting here trying to figure out what's going to call us and bring us closer to him. Or we're trying to figure out how we can just get through this day. You see what I'm saying? There was a song that I heard a long time ago and it says, we get high to pass time. It's like, whoa, that's what I do. I get high just to pass time. I'm smoking so I could just get on with the next day. Or I'm smoking so I can just pass time at work. Or I'm smoking so I can just, you know, get home. And then I'm smoking at, I'm smoking at home because now I feel like I'm just get to relax and chill. But I don't realize that there's a battle going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm allowing this battle to take place. And then I just woke up. I was like, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of getting high to pass time. I'm tired of trying to figure it out. I'm tired of being trapped in my mind. I'm tired of, you know what I'm saying, staying up day and night, day and night, sleeping for an hour, going to work, coming back just so I can get high and stay up. Not wanting to go to sleep because I just want to be high all night. Not wanting to go to sleep because I don't want to waste my high. Not trying to lose my high so I smoke again or I go take a swig. I'm mixing up my potions, yo. And the devil's right there on my shoulders letting me know, hey, throw a little more of that in there. Hey, throw a little bit of more of that in there. Hey, take another swig. Hey, drink some more. Hey, smoke that more. You see what I'm saying? There's that little whisper that we hear that tells us to do bad things. Or things that we shouldn't do and we listen to it but why why because we think there's no other answer god has called us to enjoy life and you don't need to go to a club you don't need to smoke a joint you don't need to take a drink every five seconds to enjoy life what everybody else thinks is life in reality is just in so much more pain and so much more sadness and it's so much more depression and anxiety but that's because they sit there and they think that they should be taking pills or they're sitting there and they're thinking they should be doing lines of white or they're sitting there thinking that they should smoke another J or they're sitting there thinking they got to roll the fattest wood or they're sitting there thinking that they got to, you know, down this bottle of Henny in five seconds. But why? Because we think that is the way of life. That is not the way of life. You know what that shows us? It shows us that we're Lazarus. We're a beggar. But the only between only thing between us and Lazarus is Lazarus wants to give his heart to God and us. We just want to keep mixing up potions. You see what I'm saying? Lazarus gets to heaven not only because he has faith that God will heal him, but he has love for God in his heart. And he wants to be different for God. But this man is just sitting there, dying, rotting away, but knowing that he has the ultimate home. He has the ultimate feast awaiting him. Whether he's going to be healed, he's going to be healed. He's either healed or healed. He's either home or home. He's either going to be free from his sores or free from his sores. And that's what we got to carry with us. Don't mix up the potions. 
And the posters don't have to just be drugs, but they could be impatience. They could be lust. They could be envy. They could be jealousy. They could be judgment. They could be self-righteousness. They could be every characteristic, every characteristic that pulls you away from God. So let's stop mixing up potions and drink the water of life. You feel me? Yo, man, I love you guys, man. And uh, thank you guys for always tuning in. Thank you guys for staying faithful. Thank you guys for staying strong. Um, I encourage you guys to share this. If not share this, then share a beautiful word with somebody. Let them know that God loves them. Let them know that somebody out there wants to change their life or somebody out there wants to change their perspective. And let them know that if they're feeling sad, mad, or upset, that if they just call upon God, that he'll change their life radically forever. And they'll have the ultimate freedom. That's why there's a song out there that says, you break every chain. And that's because he breaks every chain. Just like, you know, Peter was in jail. And his shackles fell off. And the angel's like, yo, come follow me. Because God breaks every chain and he frees you from this meaningless life that we live because our real life hasn't even started yet you know what i'm saying i love you guys man thanks for tuning in you know how it goes i know you're tired of me but i ain't tired of you guys man all glory to the most high all glory to my lord and savior jesus christ i love you guys man peace